Recorded live at 4 Triple Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM. And broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Text in on 0420-626-733. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Zara and with me in the studio tonight is... Cam. And... Ronnie. Woohoo! Look, it's a special occasion tonight and I run the show. (laughs) I'm in the seat. I press the buttons and I say that this is going to be the episode where I freak out about Sonic. And okay, we're so. here to say that this is an intervention episode. <laughs> We've all concerned about you and your love of Sonic. There's oh, a that banner explains the, the banner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought that was a bit weird. Um, I thought it was like, happy anniversary, Zara, but you it's missed got like it. Really badly drawn Sonic in the. Yeah, really they actually quite upset me, but I'm. Yeah. You yeah. know, not every artist is at the at, um, this I, yeah. same level. So it's fine. Um, my name is Zara. I don't have a problem. <laughs> you can quit Sonic anytime you want. Anytime. Uh, just after I f- f- make up review. But before the review, we actually have the news. And then after my review, we have another review. Oh my goodness. Right? You just Are have... you, you're really shaking it up. I'm what? Shaking it up. It's not like Shaking it up. Shaking I, thought it you, up. I thought you meant I was shaking. You gotta go fast. I gotta go fast. Yeah. I'm actually, oh my God, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the spirit. Yeah, I can see it. Oh, let's, you know what? Let's move on. I want to <laughs> listen to the news. Do you all want to listen to the news? I do. Will rings pop out if we break the news? Uh, no, see the rings on the wall? Oh, very cute. They have yeah. four triple Zs in them. Uh-huh. Because it's specific to... Yeah. Four triple Z supports... Oh my God. The, the st- room the is stu- blue. The blue yeah. room is yeah. blue. Four triple Z supports <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. It's a reach, but we'll take it. <laughs> and now for the news. Loot box bill filed in Parliament. A bill has been introduced into the Australian Parliament, which could tighten Australia's notoriously strict video game ratings. The Classification, Publications, Films and Computer Games Amendment Bill 2022 aims to have all video games using the loot box business model given an R18 plus rating regardless of other content, which would stop children from engaging within them. Federal politician Andrew Wilkie, an independent, introduced the bill into Parliament yesterday. It was also seconded by MP Andrew Wallace. By tempting young players with the potential to win game-changing items, encouraging risk-taking behaviour for a possible reward, delivering random prizes on an intermittent basis and encouraging them to keep spending money, it's clear that loot boxes give rise to many of the same emotions and experiences associated with poker machines and other traditional gambling activities, Wilkie said. Go423 takes place the first weekend of December. On Saturday, December 3rd, we will see the Game On Festival at Brisbane Powerhouse once again. Go 43 brings together Queensland game developers and studios to showcase their games to the community. It's an all-ages event that runs from 10am to 5pm and is free to attend. A group of us from Zed Games will be there on the day running a game dev hot seat. We will be bringing the people behind the games on stage so that they can share their stories, ideas and ambitions, plus dive into the process of game development. For game designers early in their career, you can take the chance to consult with experienced developers in mentor sessions. For everyone else, there are also workshops running where you can flex your creative muscles and a trivia head-to-head on stage to round off the day. For more information, check out the Brisbane International Game Developers Association website. We hope to see you there. 
New gaming convention opens next year. Australian game fans rejoice, at least those of you in Victoria. A new gaming convention has been announced, the Game Expo. In their own words, the Game Expo is the event dedicated to gaming, celebrating its culture and creativity. TGX is all about you and everyone who loves video games. Whatever you love in gaming, you can find it at the Game Expo. Details of the schedule aren't available yet, but the website promises a full experience of game tournaments, cosplay competitions, shopping, guests, panels, and an extensive game library available. Most gaming events and conventions run in the later half of the year when the industry itself is more active. TGX is trying to fill the early year lull with the 2023 show scheduled for the 11th and 12th of March. The Game Expo will run at the Melbourne Convention Centre, which is already home to Backed Australia. If you aren't in Victoria and can't make the journey, it's still an exciting sign of the growing demand for gaming events across Australia. For more information, visit the Game Expo website. Upcoming releases. On December 2nd, we have the Callisto Protocol coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox One and Xbox Series X. We have Marvel's Midnight Suns coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. And we have Need for Speed Unbound coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. On December 6th, we have Hello Neighbor coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox and Switch. And that's all this week in gaming news. Thank you, Maylee. That was very informative. I feel more educated already. Um, I... Okay, so... Gambling? Big no. Big issue. Yeah. Big issue. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've heard about the... How much gambling um, Australians tend to do, and... We're pretty bad for it. Yeah, we were a bit naughty about it. Um... (laughs) So I think I think it's a I think it's a big thing that um, loot boxes and that kind of economy um, yeah. transaction I guess is well, it's gambling. It is yeah, gambling. Yeah, it is. Um, I've definitely watched friends like ha- <clears throat> go at it the same way they would go at yeah. like gambling, but but sort of rationalize it with themselves because it wasn't a pokies machine and yeah. it was just like it's the same thing only you don't actually walk away with any money if you win anything it's like uh might as well just uh spend money on an F- nft at that point yeah. especially with free-to-play games it's like oh, i would have spent 50 bucks on this game anyway it's like mm. it's like i can no. understand i can understand the draw i've dabbled in um microtransactions and loot oh, boxes yeah. before mm-hmm. who hasn't you know we were all Sometimes young Sometimes, sometimes you just want to do it because you're like, oh, maybe I'll... There's like, sometimes there's sales on it. You can get a bargain yeah. or whatever. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll do it. It's the end of an event and you want the special skins. So you fork out 10 bucks for however many loot boxes that gets you in whatever yeah. game that you're in. And you go, if, if you're the kind of person that can like have the self-control of like, okay, that's it. That's all I'm going to spend on it. Then that's great. But a lot of people can't do that. And yeah. then also like kids specifically asking kids their parents are quite famous for not having any impulse control yeah um not their fault not their fault they're young um i also have trouble with impulse control i see uh, a tray of portuguese custard tarts and boom. <laughs> you have to eat them i have to eat them there's no it's also like you see prawns and you're like i have to eat that, i have to even eat them they will 
they, even they even though they'll hurt yeah. me, yeah. it's fine. Um, Otherwise, they died for nothing. Oh, you guys are focusing on the wrong problem. <laughs> You're focusing Sorry, you on my Sonic thing <laughs> rather than my I will eat allergens thing. Like maybe you want I don't know. Just brainstorm your intervention I don't know. It's, next time. No, the banner just says intervention for Zara. Inter- it doesn't. It's not. There's like a Sonic there. There's a there's a. Are you gonna like hammer a list of things onto the front door? Yes. We have a list. It's the blackboard. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Oh dear. But like I've I've been in like conversations on the development side where it's like, oh, we need to get like a a monetization person in here to figure out how to extract every last cent out of this product. It's calculated. It is so calculated. It's for it. It's calculated and it works for a reason. I'm not gonna lie. I'd actually be more inclined to spend money on like the specific skin, or like spend money on in-game tokens, like we were talking about, yeah. to use to purchase a specific skin rather mm. than loot boxes. Because I always hated loot boxes because I thought they were a waste of money. You had no guarantee. Yeah. So I, I hate those like mystery. The mystery thing. boxes. Yeah, I hate them. Uh, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna waste my money on something that I don't want. And even that's calculated because you always get the good stuff the first time. Yep. Like the first hit's always the best one, right? Yep. So it's like I always check to see the full range, and if I think I'll be unhappy with more than one or two of those, no, nah, not gonna indulge. Yeah. If it's like that's all pretty good, I would feel like something of a winner either way. Sure, but. We're not all winners. I also really just enjoyed grinding, like, in Overwatch for levels, for loot boxes. Like, I just really enjoyed grinding. I was like, it takes the fun out of it if I just throw money at it. Yeah. But, like, like, I don't know. There's a lot of arguments to be made here. I think that um, putting an appropriate rating on games that involve this kind of mechanic is important. Yes. But I want to know how they decide which games. Yeah, I would love to know that. Definitely. I think. on a societal level, why are we like picking on games for having gambling mechanics? And then you turn on the TV, and it's like, oh, coming up next, better Sports homes and bed. gardens. Oh, buddy, we and, don't have uh, enough time. To you know what I mean? Like, to, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I agree, it's a problem. I, but why are we picking on something that can't defend itself? I hate seeing ads for like gambling things. I get it's so insidious. many of them. I'm just like, I don't, I don't care. First of all, I'm not really watching the sport. Second of all, I don't want to bet on it. Um, I like doing silly bets with my close friends and yes. family, but it's usually something like I will, tr- I'll bet a foot massage, or I'll, oh, that's I'll, fun. I'll bet yeah. you a beer. I'll, yeah. I'll like I'll up you a beer, and then it's like, oh, that's just a fun little thing. Yeah, yeah, that's when it's a social activity. Yeah, mm, it's just, it, but it's not when you're just sitting in a dark room staring at a bright screen. Yeah, like uh, that's stopped us from doing. Throwing your money that. at something, and it's just like, are we talking about the All pokies right. or are we talking about? You too. I think we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna wrap this up because clearly this is gonna be a whole. Oh, it could be a whole segment. It could be a whole segment. We could do it. it uh, I oh my! We could do uh, it. Hello, hello, <laughs> Paul. Is that Paul? <laughs> it's Paul? me deciding to be very rude and jump in at nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm putting you back on mute, Paul. All right, um, and we're going to listen to something. <laughs> and rightly you so. Can, you can come back in a few minutes. All right, Bye. that's when you'll be. That's when it's your time. All right, all right. You are a blue hedgehog with one mission in life: to run really, really quickly. But as the world speeds by, perhaps you'll find out what really drives you. Sonic Frontiers is a 3D stylistic adventure platforming game that is all about. Zara, what are you doing? Oh. I'm trying to present a very normal review. A very normal review? Yes, a very normal review. About Sonic Frontiers? Yes, about Sonic Frontiers. Okay, you're right. I hear it now. Okay, take two. Right. 
So it's no secret that I am a fan of the Blue Hedgehog and his colourful cast of friends and enemies. I could list my Sonic-related credentials, but none of it is actually impressive. Was I excited for Sonic Frontiers? Yes. But I was also nervous. An open-world Sonic game sounded absolutely bananas. They couldn't possibly successfully fill it with story and content. The controls would feel like garbage, it's jarring seeing Sonic in such a detailed and non-stylized world, what if he trips over a rock at high speed and dies? So I'm quite pleased to say that I am pleasantly surprised. Sonic Frontiers is an open world adventure Sonic the Hedgehog game where the characters are contrasted by a beautiful but rather sad environment filled with the ruins and memories of past tragedies and love and bonds. For whatever reason, Sonic has been pulled into a strange world that is constantly shifting and glitching but is painfully familiar. Thankfully, he can escape, but his friends are not so lucky. And of course, Dr. Robotnik is involved somehow. It is up to Sonic to rescue his friends, destroy some titans, and stop whatever Eggman is up to. Now, my studio friends, do you like Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, yeah sometimes. Unless you said yes, in which case, cool. Sonic Frontiers is broken up into three areas, the first being the open world, which is a number of islands with distinctive environments led to ruins. This is where you'll spend most of your time in, running around finding memory tokens to free your friends, solving puzzles, beating up enemies, and learning more about these islands. Grind rails, jump buttons, hidden speed ramps, natural mountain peaks that can give you serious airtime. Navigating the open world feels fast and quite a lot of fun. You're given multiple paths, running is smoothed out so it's not like you're getting caught on rocks, and I can easily get caught up in a 5 minute long platforming sequence, feeling the flow with the run. Speaking of fun ways to travel, you can solve puzzles around the islands, and that will unlock grind rails around the island giving you a form of fast travel. Of course, once you fully explore the island, you unlock true fast travel, but that's not as fun. The open world has a lot in it, including Coco, these cute little stone-like creatures. Collecting them and returning them to the older Coco will allow you to upgrade your speed and ring capacity. You can also find tokens for upgrading your attack and defense. This is also the space where you'll get most of the story content, as you find memory tokens you can help draw your friends out of cyberspace. Sonic will have to go into cyberspace himself in order to help his friends and unlock Chaos Emeralds. This brings me to the second area, cyberspace. This is where all the speed levels are, and you are welcome and encouraged to get S rank and complete the tasks. If you played a Sonic game, you'll find at least one of these levels familiar. They are all recycled, but odd and glitchy, and they're just as satisfying to improve your runtime in. Believe me though, I did get frustrated at times, but a normal amount of frustration, and I could always leave that level if I was struggling. There's other ways to earn the items required to continue the game. Which leads me to the third area, fishing with Big the Cat. Why is he here too? Well, my man just went looking for a good fishing spot. When you find a fishing pool, you go to the fishing spot and Big will let you rent a fishing rod using purple coins you find out in the world. For everything you catch, Big will give you tokens and you can trade those tokens for items. This is the most overpowered fishing minigame I have ever encountered. I can get most of what I need simply from fishing. The mechanics are simple quick time events. It's relaxing. The things I'm catching in this pond makes no sense. My first catch was a marlin. I wasn't expecting it, but I'm delighted by it. I guess there's also an area 1B a zone in the open world purely for the boss fight because each island has a boss fight that unlocks once you retrieve six Chaos Emeralds. Where is the seventh? Probably on the boss's head. So you, a three foot tall hedgehog, need to find a way from the ground to the top of the tide in the size of a tower. That's when the real fight begins. 
I won't give away spoilers for these fights, but me talking about it later sounds like and then I was like and then it was like whoa and I was like whoa what is okay my friends what's your least favorite sonic thing everything 2d camera sonic. 3d camera 2.5d camera <laughs> um, running stop not running running too fast running too slow Are you going to um, a ball? the air bubbles oh my god I'm having a probably valid I have a list of things I hate about Sonic games, and unfortunately, some of them are present here. Because remember, no one is a bigger critic of Sonic games than Sonic fans. Now, on a level, I feel that a certain game's release had Sonic Frontiers looking good in comparison. And to be entirely fair, I never encountered anything game-breaking or game-ending. Perhaps a little frustrating, but there was a lack of polish that I felt was really necessary. Imperfect hitboxes, button presses, not quite getting registered as button presses, the camera failing to lock on, the camera controls. They were just enough of an issue that a great run could be ruined because I didn't mash the button. I could always restart, and for more complex platforming runs there would be a form of fast travel, but often I just fell into the void. Again, I love the choices they made, but there were moments where I felt like they needed to commit a little more to what they've built up to the entire game. There was a lot of anticipation, a lot of pain, frustration, joy and relief, but when it really mattered, they didn't really give us a chance to appreciate it. Some of the boss fight sequences needed more tidying up as well. Moving on, the music. It whips. There were multiple times when I started a speed level and got too hyped about the music that I got distracted and failed. In the open world, the music is very open, but it also feels cold and sad. The boss battle music is just some of the best I've heard in a long time, and they've made it into my playlists immediately. The voice acting actually took some getting used to. Sonic is voiced by Roger Craig Smith, and I'd know his voice anywhere, being the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. However, his delivery is completely different. That's still Sonic, he's still cocky and upbeat, but his tone has mellowed out. It's more natural. Sonic actually sounds like a young adult who went through quite a lot of traumatic events. These characters are familiar, but it feels like it has been some time since I last saw them and we're meeting for the first time in a long while and oh, we've all grown up in that time. I loved Sonic Frontiers. It feels like the breath of fresh air we desperately needed. A bold change that was handled quite well with a lot of foundational work laid down for the future. One of the things I found most surprising was the quieter things. How we learn in the background that Eggman's latest creation meant to destroy Sonic is important to him. To his heart. Throwaway lines in the open world has caused all the previous games to suddenly click into a cohesive canon. It feels like the consequences are catching up to these characters in the background. Last question for my studio friends. Would you allow a little blue hedgehog into your heart? No, no, no definitely, definitely not. not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Why? Why? You should Why? not put anything in your heart other than blood. But look, I feel he's like so inspiring. I'm sad enough as it is. He's so inspiring. I feel like my heart beats fast enough. I don't need a speedy little hedgehog in it. He's so inspiring, though. <laughs> look, he's, <laughs> he's overcoming through so much. Has he? Yes. Was what? it puberty? Is that what happened? <laughs> you know what? Honestly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. And now all these characters are like, well, dang, we've got to be more mature now. But it's like yes, um, that's I, I do struggle to um, uh, to marry the idea of maturity in the story of this game. It's but, um, it's a it's, but it's a, a 
if I in a, like the gr- two, he does not bang any human chicks in this one. No, no, no. Of course not. But he does have <laughs> a song where there is an f bomb in there, and that's very <gasps> exciting. Wow. Oh my god, that goodness. is mature. I, swear. I feel like this is like- multiple very clearly. <gasps> no, not on. See. No, so, see, now it feels it. like a fourteen-year-old's idea of what mature is. Yeah, you know, that's well, like a bit no, edgy. That is that's Sonic. Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Shadow the Hedgehog. Right. Yeah. Sonic, however, understands that true maturity is uh, also looking after yourself or trying to save your friends. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Although I do have a question. Wonderful. Like he's always rescuing his little animal friends, right? Yeah. Like, li- loves the little animals. Loves yes. the little defenseless animals, and then goes fishing and catches a marlin. That marlins aren't. They don't count. Wow. Why? Yeah, I don't wow. think there are fish uh, friends. Is there fish? Um, wow. Fish matter. Because uh, I say fish are... Evil. Fish are evil. Wow. Fish are capable of evil. You all just come out and say Thank you, Paul. Yeah, I really right. appreciate that. Yeah. So, but I am here for a reason. Yes, you are. Uh, and that is because uh, we'll call Zara the apologist <laughs> and we'll call me the realist. I, just uh, I think that's fair, isn't it? Anytime. I can mute you anytime. So, I put criticisms. Um, I'm, I'm going to re- I'm going to make sure I don't just like re-review the game immediately. Yeah. So background, you know, I grew up on Sonic. I was a Sonic boy. Uh, there, are, I still have a book from like grade one where I would draw Sonic beating the hell out of Mario. Um, but they had like spaceships and stuff because you know, oh, and the yeah, turtles were there for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I was a Sonic camp all the way, uh, probably all the way up until Sonic Adventure Two. Uh, and at that point, I was an adult, and I went back. Oh, and I realized no. I'd made a mistake. Oh, um, no, Paul. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Sonic so, Adventure 2 is... Mm-hmm. What? I was Team Sonic on Sonic and Mario with the Olympic Games. No. Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> I knew it! No! There's another Look, one! On the surface level, level, he's got more going for him. It's just when it comes into the substance. Oh, there's very little there. It's, so, uh, yeah, my quick... My, I'll do my very quick byline, I guess. Uh, So, Sonic Frontiers is probably the worst made, worst designed game from a major publisher I have ever played. And yet, I played it quite a lot. Um, So, so I just got like a few random questions. Go. Like, so, you know, every couple of nights in the open world, like, the moon goes red, kind of like Breath of the Wild, except done without any reason, like Breath of the Wild. Uh, And then star pieces fall, and for some reason that operates a slot machine. Yeah. Um... Why? Oh, you know. Casino. Okay, gambling so the act- in games, obviously. So it's, it's gonna be it's rated gambling, R. But it's um R-18 for fun. Plus. It's gambling for fun, actual fun. Yeah. Isn't all Front gambling fun? R eighteen. Oh, I love yeah. it. Kids go out there, spend all your lunch money on gambling. It's cool. Yeah, I was uh, actually super confused when the stars started falling. It was like I was just like, What is going what, why is this now on my screen? <laughs> the sky is falling. The sky is falling. <laughs> it looked cool. You get really chicken little. It looked cool. Uh, but it was confusing. I'm still not entirely yeah. sure what it does. I got a lot of fishing tokens Look, from it, though. Frontiers is a lot of ideas thrown together, so many of which don't make sense. Even the idea <laughs> of it being an open world, which it was actually used to be one open world and they broke it into islands. I think that's fine. doesn't matter. Um, but what they don't have is a draw distance or even a fake draw distance. So most objects that you're not within like 100 feet of don't exist until you get closer to them. Uh. Um so they're just constantly popping in and out of existence. There's no le- um, level of detail going on. Which, you know, when you get an open world game, you want to climb up to the top of a tower and look out and see all the things that you could go and do. That's true. And whilst a couple of landmarks are put in there, most detail is not there. 
Now, I did, I played the game initially on PS5, but then when it came to release, I got sent the Switch version. Oh. Um, which I got to say, ugly as sin, but once I got past it, which took about five minutes, plays pretty much the same. Yep. Uh, it felt pretty good. Uh, the story lining up, you know, the game didn't look great. When I played it preview, I didn't think it was particularly impressive. The open world, I thought the normal levels were fine. The game came out, complete opposite. Normal levels, I hate them. They're like, the new moves aren't really integrated into the old levels. So sometimes if you do like a dash, you'll just go in a random direction. So you've got to learn to just not use that button. Um, stuff like that. But the open world, this is like the Gears chill out game for me. Um, nothing matters. It's all kind of random. But I kind of just sit on the couch at the end of a day and run around grinding rails and picking up coins for no apparent reason. So and it's Tony Hawk Pro Skater. It's just, it's just A little fun. bit. It's just yeah, fun. It, Zara, it is fun PC, running around the open right? world. No, no, I played on the PS4. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I feel like I like opened Steam and it was like Sonic Frontiers. And I was like, what? No, there was a Sonic Adventure, which I was playing recently. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <what it> <laughs> wow. <laughs> just to remind yourself on how bad things could be. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, like, all right, you know what? I think we're going to have to wrap up this Sonic segment. Um, well, I, I, I could fill the rest of the episode. <laughs> well, you've, you've got a review coming up, Paul. I'm the right. Oh, yeah, the rest I guess of the right. episode. And oh. I do appreciate your thoughts. Thank you for giving it a chance. I, 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 I actually liked it, even if it's not well made. Yeah. And I, I look mean, forward to having the same conversation in two years when the sequel comes out. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> argument no, against buying it. There's an expansion coming out next year. There's an expansion coming out next year. There are. Zara new content, new characters so to play. Let's keep that banner All right, handy. we're going to be listening... Cowboys, vampires, steampunk alternative history, welcome to Evil West. This is the third Flying Wild Hog game I've reviewed this year. Trek to Yomi and Shadow Warrior 3 being the other two, both of which had some real highs and some pretty middling lows, and, spoiler alert, that trend is about to continue. Because I'm a positive man, never accused of being critical, let's look at the highs first. Evil West's perhaps singular focus is combat, and in that regard, it's really successful. You'd imagine a game about cowboys would be focused on shooting, but this game is all about close combat and beating the hell out of things. You've got a gauntlet for punching, uppercutting people in the air, slamming them across the battlefield, a foot for kicking, and right, there are guns too. Hit fire and you'll shoot your revolver, aim down the sights and you'll pull out your rifle, another button fires your shotgun. They all have a purpose. My favourite aspect of the combat is normally when an enemy is charging up to fire a projectile or large ability. You hear a sound cue and they'll get a highlighted circle on their body. Pull out your rifle and shoot. Pull out your rifle and shoot it. If it's a standard enemy, you'll get an instant kill and a pretty glorious bloody death. And with bosses, you'll get some pretty massive damage. It's easy enough to pull off, especially with some generous aim assist, excepting of course that one-on-one -on -one fights aren't really a thing. You'll be trying to get that shot while a gang of other monsters are charging at you. Crowd control is a very important aspect of the game and you'll be dodging, stunning and maximizing group damage like a pro in no time. Throw in a pretty fun skill tree and some other weapons to unlock and you've got a pretty robust action game. There's a good variety of enemies at play and the bosses are generally tremendous fun. 
The game takes a few cues from the modern Doom in regards to switching attacks and specific weaknesses, but that's about where the comparison ends. The game takes a few cues from Gears of War in regards to the weight and chunkiness of characters, as well as featuring ridiculously macho men, but that's where the comparison ends. The game takes a few cues from the modern God of War in regards to satisfying, impactful third-person combat, but that's where the comparison ends. Oh wait, there is one thing that unites them all. Plenty of violence and geysers of blood. So the combat is super satisfying and pretty unique honestly. It's not as loaded with moves and combos like a Devil May Cry, it's a bit more constrained and conservative, but you'll still end up with a pretty robust moveset that's effective, fun and pretty easy to pull off. That said, I did have to go and check the in-game tutorials after taking a few days off because I'd forgotten how a few things worked. Also the world looks pretty cool. I was feeling dread when I reached the second level and it was a mine. Already out of ideas are we? Nah, actually the mine was pretty rad. The combination of western and horror tropes has a lot going for it, and while it's not a technical graphical masterpiece, the style is good and it runs damn well. So I've been pretty positive. What's the catch? Well pretty much everything else. The game design doesn't feel modern, and its philosophy is probably somewhere around the mid 2000s. The levels are incredibly linear, and with only a couple of side nooks to pick up currency. Uncharted popularised the use of yellow to mark the way forward. Too subtle for Evil West. Let's mark the path with silver, which in effect means bright white that shimmers, aka flashes obnoxiously. You'll never be lost, but you'll also never feel the need to explore the environments in any way. Also, most of the time, these paths forward are one way. As I said, it's a strictly linear affair. You can normally tell when a fight's coming up because of the sudden presence of traps to use in combat. And that's fine, but you'll rarely be surprised and perhaps one of the most confounding things I can recall seeing in a game. You'll often see enemies walking in areas ahead of you. You've got a rifle though, so what would any gamer that's ever played a game before do? If you chose shoot at them, you're wrong. I guess this universe has a sense of fairness wherein you can't injure an enemy if they can't have a chance to hurt you back. Admirable. Also just weird. A little magic shield appears when you shoot. Maybe there's lore for it. I don't really care. Speaking of not caring about lore, the setting is rad. The characters? Well, I don't even know the main character's name and I'm not looking it up. Come on, we're steampunk cowboys fighting monsters. Give us some fun one-liners. For such a fun, absurd concept, it's played pretty straight. I looked it up. His name is Jesse. The thing is, there's nothing actually wrong with being a bit dated in design. In fact, in a world of open-world grindfests, a straightforward 10-12 hour action game is a bit refreshing. I just wish they could have split the difference a little. Either really embrace some old-school camp, or give me a more dynamic environment to explore, other than being unable to pass ankle-high boxes. At least the ones not flashing white at me. I played the game on PS5 on the normal difficulty, as I tend to prefer leaning more on the power fantasy than being overly challenged, and normal gave me that pretty perfectly. A few deaths here and there, but otherwise, vampire, werewolf and other assorted sluggies, fun. Evil West is available on Xbox and PlayStation platforms as well as PC. I played the game with code provided by the publisher. Thank you for that review, Paul. I really enjoyed hearing about Evil West. Um, it sounds more dastardly than I thought it was. All right, we're coming up to the 
end of the night, dear listeners. Aww. I know, it happens every single time. We're going to say bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love you. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZEDGamesAU. See See you next time. time.